By the way, I'd like to, to point out, I take umbrage with the fact that you basically used used me not being here as a uh, as as a chance to basically label me a misogynist. Uh, that was that was oh. real nice. Of you, <laughs> I forgot we did that. Yeah, yeah. And then you drank to try to forget that you had done that, like a dick. <laughs> yeah, I had completely forgotten about that. I forgot we were assholes. I can't. I don't. Well, think... we do it so often. It's just kind of. Yeah, I can't remember. It was that, or was it one of the other times when Dylan wasn't here, where Blake even had to make the comment, "He's not here to defend himself." No, that was last time. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am one of your hosts, Scotty Moore. I am the faux misogynist, the Dylan. Oh! Oh, the first time the boys ever said his name! <laughs> and I am having a heart attack now, Blake Tan. <laughs> <laughs> Much uh, like... Also, I am the boy that's checking to make sure he's recording, Yes. Much like Shawn Michaels saying he's never going to do this again and then doing it again, we're back. <laughs> uh, after a week off, and yeah, I believe Dylan's point before the show started was not a lot of wrestling's happened. Well, I mean, there was that whole pay-per-view, but like, really? Yeah, there was the whole Becky Lynch winning the title thing that I luckily got to watch live. The dr but... the dream board happened, guys. We finally made it. I can't... I couldn't believe the new world that had stepped in the day after when I read the results because I was up until midnight that night and I didn't get home until 1 a.m. See, it, the only thing that made me mad was the fact that I ended up picking Charlotte in the, in the prediction series. Otherwise, I was very happy. Also, I called a perfect, uh, perfect game, didn't I? Yeah, you... You bowled a perfect game of pay-per-view, and I'm very proud of you for it. That's the second one this year for us, because you got one earlier this year, right, Scotty? I think I did. I, I think one of, one of like, the Super Showdown-esque shows, I think I called correctly. Oh, the, See, I, uh, I'm, I'm, too, I'm too burdened down by the fact that I, I've, like, called my shot with, like, four wrestlers at this point that there's no way. <laughs> You're just like, I have to pick Bray Wyatt, I have to pick Rusev, I have to pick everybody. I have to pick not Roman Reigns, except for that one time I did, because I was, I was just like, just fin I, it was it was just me being like, please, just finish, finish, I just, I don't even want to see this anymore. Now, I will, <laughs> I, I will say, you may get a Rusev pick correct soon, whenever they have the blow-off Aiden versus Rusev match, which will definitely happen on a pre-show. Yeah, but it's okay. Lana will then cost Rusev the match, and then Rusev will, like, Machka kick Lana, and then it'll just be Rusev on his own in the undercard and forever. Then, and then Summer Ray returns and gets with Rusev, but Aiden gets Lana, and then... Uh, and then Rusev... all of a sudden, Lana's wearing a jean jacket and talking with an American <laughs> accent for no explained reason, and Take everybody's dressed in the shittiest version of, like, their alt costumes from Smash Brothers. <laughs> Take the fish. Thank you, Blake. Take, for... take the fish. Take the fish. <laughs> <laughs> take the fish. Everyone.
everyone shits on that storyline, but it did give us the best segment of Raw that year, which is, it's a fish. It's a uh, jokes on you, that was SmackDown. Oh, that's right. It was, it's a fish, and then Dog Rusev. Dog Ziggler. Oh, that was right, Dog, dog Ziggler. There should have been a Dog Rusev, and then they have a Dog Rusev versus Dog Ziggler fight. Oh, God, does that mean when they do split, can Aiden English bring in Rusev Dog? Roof, he's Rufev. Roof, Roof, Rufev. Uh, I, want, I, want, I want you to know that nothing made me sadder than the end of Rusev Day, because it's, the, it's one of the things where I was just like, so you had something that was really good, that people yeah. liked, and you decided that the best way to continue that was to end it. Okay. Yeah. You the best way to continue it was to not continue it. <laughs> good good job. If you hadn't gotten Becky Lynch right finally after a year and a half, I would be so mad at you right now. Also, speaking of Becky, I love that when Roman was like, I don't think there's heels and baby faces anymore. I kinda work the in between. Cause you know it's like complex character things. We were like, fuck you. But now that it's kind of happening with Becky Lynch, we're like, this is amazing. <laughs> It's not even complex. She attacked Charlotte while Charlotte was doing a photo shoot and was just like, yeah, they don't want to see you. They want to see me, like, like using the crowd to justify her actions. And it was actually justified because the whole time the crowd was, in fact, chanting for Becky Lynch. <laughs> so, yeah. it was, so it was just like, oh, this is I, I feel like she's doing this the right way to try to get heat. So people are like, oh, no, you we. Like, like we don't support you doing those things, but at the same time, we're like, no, we support you doing these these things. If you could continue to make like Attitude Era esque like backstage segments, just establishing your own dominance while basically being a heel, yeah. yes. If you could, if you could cut a Rock level promo for me, just real quick, like if you could just cut a a Billy Gunn King of the Ring promo on Charlotte or Carmella, that's it. I would just, I would stop. I'd be like, okay, guys, I'm retiring. It's over now. <laughs> See, here's the yeah, thing with me. A, a lot of people were comparing her to Stone Cold, Stone Cold, but her promos almost feel more Roddy Piper to me. Like the one <laughs> she cut with Charlotte last week where she's just like, I want you to call me queen. I'm like, oh, fuck, yes. <laughs> it's I real. Want you to it's it's getting, it's getting real good. You ever notice no one's cheering for Charlotte in this feud? <laughs> Ever? Ever? It's, it's stronger. There was another feud recently that was like that, and I can't remember which one is it, it was. Is it Brie Bella versus her own inadequacy in the ring? <laughs> Thank you for that segue, Dylan. I've always you're welcome. One. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's one you know the... what's you know what's worse than Brie Bella almost like like injuring herself? Her actually injuring Liv Morgan. <laughs> I mean, There's that. And then I almost will... trying to injure Ruby Riot in the same match. Oh, I haven't seen the Ruby clip. Oh yeah, no. Like uh freaking Sarah Sarah was like, yeah, uh like springboard into elbow. And what she meant was I'm going to like like hoist you up and you're gonna get like elbowed by Ruby. She does it, a brief gets it, tries to elbow Ruby, and you just see the look of this bitch <laughs> in like Ruby's face. Like and like mm, someone's about to get a receipt. 
Sarah, so Sarah Logan looks at like, what the fuck is going on? And then you just see Ruby kick like fucking Brie in the shoulder, like under kick. And I'm just like, ah, oh. apparently there was a good straight right hand too. I didn't see that bit, but I no, will... she, she gave fucking Liv Morgan a concussion, like straight up to like say... two weeks after almost taking out Selena Vega. What the fuck? <laughs> I will say this. I had a moment with Brie that I, it was the exact opposite of the time where I was watching Charlotte in one match. And I'm like, you know, Charlotte's really underrated. Like she doesn't get the love and adoration most other divas get. I, I actually, I appreciate Charlotte. I had the exact opposite moment with Brie Bella where I was just, I don't know if it's cause she's twins with Nikki and Nikki's actually not a bad worker. I like Nikki. And I'm like, well, they're twins, so obviously they have the exact same skill level. But wait, she married Daniel Bryan, so she has to have ten times more. No, How do you fuck like a, someone that talented and still suck? She's like a stick figure of hate. She's just like, I'm a kick, kick. She should have known after land, I will say. She Liv double tapped. That's what gave Liv the concussion. She hit her in the head, didn't feel that something had gone wrong, and then as Liv limped forward, Bree, not even looking like looking down, hits it again. So Liv is falling forward while like Bree's shin connects with her forehead. It was horrifying. Yeah. The I one will thing say that, that I have to, is how did someone not call an audible on that? And it's yeah. just like, okay, we got it. Because it was a women's it. six man. They were all in the bathroom. Yeah. I will say this, though. I think I'm not putting it on Liv, but Liv was leaning a little. Because when most people do that spot, their body is like at a 45 degree angle leaning backwards. Liv was like leaning into it. And then that was that was so that like the force of it would then take her back. It's like that way she could sell more. Liv Morgan is also like five fucking one. Yeah. Yep. She is one hundred percent the baby of Carmella and Alexa Bliss, which surprises me that she doesn't have a WWE Women's Championship shot at this point. But listen, if the if they ever make the women's tag titles, I really just hope Riot Squad holds them for forever. It's it no, it's probably gonna be absolution, which sucks, but I forgot they existed. Now I will say I've read a lot of like possible cards for WWE Evolution, which the one I read has definitely changed because there was gonna be like a women's battle royal to determine who would face Kyrie Sane. Mm. But no. We already know if you've read NXT taping results that that's not gonna be the case. Listen, I'm not going to get into things that haven't technically happened yet. Yeah. As well, far as I'm concerned, I'm still living in a perfect world. Yeah, a perfect Both, Becky world. A perfect, no, no, I, I, I'm living in a world where all of the women's champions beat people by almost breaking their arms. It's, uh, ah. Yeah. Mm, just mm, tastes so good. It tastes so tastes so good. Violent. Of all of my women's champions are violent, and that's that's mm. the way I need my divisions. There can't be a title change in a women's match at this point without an attempted murder. Please, thank yeah. you, thank I you so love, much. I also love after we called Dylan an attempted misogynist. We've spent this whole episode talking women's wrestling to keep us all fine. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. Which then leads into the fact that the mixed match challenge is fucking cursed. 
Like, when Alexa got taken out, I was like, okay, yeah, Alexa's been going hard for a long time. It makes sense for her to be taken out. Then a week later, they're like, also, Sasha Banks isn't wrestling anymore either. Yep. I mean, if you've seen the infographic, like, Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss both have over 100 matches this year. Actually, yeah. no. Sasha has 100, like, um, freaking Alexa Bliss had 105. Oddly enough, behind that are, or like 106, oddly enough, behind that are freaking Asuka at 105 <laughs> and Becky at 104. Yeah. I, look, at this but, point... But Asuka, Asuka's literally, I'm convinced, just, like, she, they actually made the Red Ribbon Army androids. Like, she's like, like, android, <laughs> like, 25 or something. Like, I yeah. swear to God, the woman's not human. I'm just she's saying... She's an utter machine, like... She is the unkillable Asuka. Yeah. I'm just saying at this point, the winner of the Mixed Match Challenge is probably going to be The Miz and Santina Morella. So, <laughs> we just need to I, all brace ourselves for that oncoming moment. I really am. I really also, am curious to see how they're going to do that. Granted, I do like, um, oh, Ember Moon and Braun Strowman's combined finisher, which is, hey, you're slightly taller than the top rope. I can fuck up my lower back even more when I do my finisher now. <laughs> Yeah. There we go. Let me compress. Uh, let me compress those discs a little tighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, um, it's an it's official that um, Liv Morgan suffered a concussion, which we all knew that. So yeah, yeah. Oh, we but WWE did. Yeah, I saw it. Release an official statement. Yeah. So we're not going to see Liv Morgan for four months. Yeah. Unfortunately, well, that makes both of the like trio women's teams that they brought in at the same exact time. To lose a member. Yeah, um, well, unfortunately, like Riot Squad just got Ruby back and then lost lost yeah. somebody. Yeah, I will say this: I, I like last week when I talked about going to the Raw house show, I talked about never wanting to really go see Raw. Um, I now have a time I wanted to go to Raw, and it was definitely last night where they were like, "What do we do with Baron? That's fun and goofy." Oh, have him sing I'm a Little Teapot and then put him through a fucking table. What? Okay, what? I'm gonna need a breakdown for this because I did not see that. Oh, wait, really? Okay, so match ends as usual, but then Braun, uh, Dolph, and McIntyre start going after the shield. And then it's literally the exact same spot they did at the house show, which was Braun tells Dolph, Get the tables! And then he gets the table, they set it up in the ring, and then S.H.I.E.L.D. comes back, shoes them away, they run away. And then Baron's the only one left in the ring, and he's looking around like, wait, no, 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 please don't! At which point, Dean Ambrose grabs the mic and just goes, alright, you got two choices. Choice one, we beat the hell out of you, and then this entire crowd cheers and goes home happy. Option two... We let you leave, and then you keep going on and doing whatever you do. Or option three, you beg for mercy by singing I'm a Little Teapot in the middle of the ring. Okay. Let's let the audience choose. Option one, yeah. Option two, crickets. Option three, I'm a Little Teapot! (laughs) See, when you frame it that way, if I were in a live crowd, I would have... 
so easily cheered for the third one. Yeah. At which point, the crowd, like they're at a fucking PWG show, start chanting, I'm a little deeper, short and stout, as Baron grabs the mic, and apparently he fucks up the words, which even in kayfabe, Dean Ambrose was like, how the fuck do you not know the words to I'm a little teapot? At which point... Dean, Dean Ambrose, I'm I'm so excited. I'm, I'm so, Actually, Raw was really good, despite the fact that they've had their lowest ratings ever. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. That got released today. Don't know if you know that. Mm-hmm. But uh, the whole intrigue with, like, Seth going up to uh, Drew and being like, hey, listen, how come you're not getting intercontinental title shots? Like, you're, you're the big man here. Like, Dolph's riding your coattails. But then they would, like, before that, they had looked at Dean and be like, how come you're the only person without a belt in the ring right now? <laughs> right. Uh-huh. And Dolph, Dolph did actually, Dolph caught one of his best promos. I was just like, I'm liking this. This is really, I, I like the dogs of war. They're, yeah. they're a good tag team. Well, see, that I, was the moment, which by the way, that segment did obviously end the logical way, which was dirty deeds, curb stomp, <laughs> spear. But wait, there's more, because Baron grabs the mic like a petulant child and is like, wait, no, I can get it right. I'm a little G-Bot Jordan. And then they're like, you know what, fuck you, triple powerbomb through the table, because fucking Occam's table, you can't set it up in the first act and not have someone go through the table in the third act. That's, that's, that's Chekhov's table. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, I got my... Occam's table is, if you can simply put someone through a table, that's always the most obvious answer. Uh, Occam's table Occam's table is when when it's a Japanese table that won't break. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. The simplest answer with a table is that the table doesn't break and the spot's fucked. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, that's what happened. And then, no, the, the Dean Ambrose thing made me sad because it was the moment I realized they're probably not going to turn Dean heel, or at least not anytime soon. Because I feel like, here's what I think happened. I think they were going to turn Dean heel a lot sooner, but then they forgot how much the crowd fucking loves Dean Ambrose and how much merch they could just shill with him back and they're see here's the thing these are the same people that were like we're bringing back seth rollins like we made a documentary about him they're gonna cheer him immediately have him shit on all of them and kill that momentum and then we're gonna stall him for six months until wrestlemania then we're gonna kind of stall him again like right yeah i don't i don't know you know what else will get him cheered just just dirty deeds to roman and then if he could do it to seth on top of him honestly like of the three members of the shield anyone above the age of 12 has a favorite it's dean ambrose (laughs) well with me what i think is like the only good thing i'm getting out of this is i don't think they're gonna turn dean's heel because like you my thing is wwe a lot of time tries to subvert expectation and it works sometimes and most of the time it doesn't and i'll give it a 15 percent. yeah 15 percent of the time it works every time um, Let's see, this is just leading up to Dean Ambrose coming out every week and singing I'm a little teapot. Yeah. But I was gonna... I'm a little Dean Pot short and stout. Well, this is my it, lunatic. Be more like... This is my wacky line, this is my spout. He's been a lot less wacky lately, that's been nice. Yes. Yep. 
because they he's, were just he's a like, lot more like Shield Ambrose. They're like, he, you can see the crazy in his me. eyes. That's I, I miss that. You see you see him look at people and you're just like, oh, it's so close. He's so close to just Kendo sticking like an official. Yeah. <sighs> Where's the fork, Dean? Bring us the fork. <laughs> the fork's up your ass. <laughs> Uh, did you see uh, AJ Styles' new tag team partner? No. What? No. Well. <laughs> is it the anteater from that video of you like last month? Is it? <laughs> no, it's not the anteater, but it is another Damn. sentient animal. Because to promote the new real garbage-looking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle show featuring John Cena, AJ Styles had to teach a giant, like, fucking Disney World-ass costumed character of Raphael how to do the phenomenal forearm. And instead of, like, seeing him do anything, Raphael just, like, raises up his elbow like he's fucking Cassius Ono and then puts it down and AJ's like, yeah, you got it, man. That's perfect. Fantastic. And he's like, what else did you do? Spinning back fist. Here you go. And then Raphael just kind of like turns in a circle with his arm out. He's like, whoa, you're good at that, man. What kind of moves have you got? And then he just like shitty punches. And he's like, whoa, that's amazing. I don't listen. Know. I, listen, AJ was... Styles is a father. He pulled that act for years with his own children. Like, don't act like that was not veteran moves from yeah. AJ Styles. So what you're saying is the new number one super dad. Yeah. Well, the, my favorite was it almost turned into a bit of heel AJ because he was just like, this man's going to beat up John Cena. That's my favorite thing in the world. I just wish he had tossed, talked, or taught Raphael how to do the fucking Styles Clash. And he's like, all right, make sure to tuck your head, but not the right way, the other way. It's okay. And then he breaks Raphael's neck. Ooh. Oh, Yoshi, no. man, you shouldn't have Yoshi Tatsu'd that. <laughs> That's what AJ AJ says it to the corpse of Raphael. Lando yeah, exactly. Like, you shouldn't have Yoshi Tatsu'd that shit, my man. I wasn't able to save you like I did with Ellsworth. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get the full rotation on that bad boy. Oh, uh... Did you see about? Oh God, what's his name? His name is Initials, and he's the new, like, up-and-coming indie guy. It's not M.G. Oh, M. Baker. M. M. Jeff? M. M. Jeff. <laughs> M. No, 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 no. That's what. That's what. Uh, Excalibur and uh, Officer what was it Dansbury. I wanted to call him on gentleman and a scholar for high spots. It's like, yeah, we're just gonna call him M. Jeff now. Okay. And he's like, dude, don't call me that. It's MJF. Nah, MJF. <laughs> did you see where? Well, did you see where MJF apparently went to a fucking Nazi biker bar on accident? No, but I did hear him on the on the Stone Cold podcast today, the end segment where he uh, we fully like he in charactered Stone Cold and Stone Cold played along. Oh no, no, that was he did that throughout the whole show because apparently this happened on the same podcast. Where he was just talking to Stone Cold, he's just like, look here, I'm a good boy, I don't drink or anything, but here's the worst thing that ever happened. We were hanging out with these biker dudes who are working security for the venue I was at, then afterwards they're like, hey, MJF, we're going back to the biker guys' hangout, you want to come with us? Yeah, sure! And then they walk in, and he's there with Willie Mack, and then he looks over and just sees a giant swastika on the wall, and quietly covers up his Star of David tattoo on his arm. And he was like, 
Look, Stone Cold, I'm going to be honest with you. I knew I could hide the fact that I was Jewish, but I knew for a fact Willie Mack couldn't hide the fact that he was black. Oh, no. <laughs> and so, like, finally, he walked up to, like, one of the spirit squad who was there as well. And it was like, hey, guys, could we possibly leave? And they're like, why are you such a buzzkill, man? And then luckily the other dude was like, yeah, I'm feeling tired. Let's go. And so they started to leave. And as soon as they did, a biker dude, like, slapped his hand on top of the car. And he was like, there is poop running down my leg at this point, Stone Cold. And then I rolled down the window and he's like, hey, man. Be careful driving, because we had a police we had a policeman pull over a guy once, and they tracked him back, and we had to leave, move, hang out. So just be real safe out there. Okay. <laughs> and then they finally got back to the hotel room, and Willie Mac was like, "Thank God, you see that swastika on the wall." Oh, I would I would have been like, "Okay, we won't do that." Calls like Google Maps where I am calls cops. <laughs> like, oh hi, do you want to know where the Nazis are? I found them. Do you want the Nazis by the way, by the and way, the Spirit the, uh, Squad? By the way, my favorite thing about M. Jeff is that he's a Jewish man playing, like, the most wasp, like, oh, fucking yeah. character possible. I'm just, got the Argyle and everything, and I'm just like, oh, my God. It was one of those moments, like, when T.J. Perkins became T.J.P., where I was like, M. Jeff has to be, like, a guy I've heard of, but he's just initialed to M. Jeff. No, no. he's just M. Jeff. That's he's only been in the business for three years, which is like the magic number. Because like I found out about, well, actually no, I found out about Leo Rush like a year in, because that was when he got to the top prospect tournament. Mm -hmm. But like M. Jeff is just like, yeah, now's when, now's when I'm gonna go ahead and be popular out of nowhere. So what you're saying is we got two more years. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and, then, and then we're gonna take them all down with us. Yeah. And if you want to go down with us, make sure to go to patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, patreon.com slash a load of BS. It's where you can join the fight, boys. You can support us, a load of BS, all of the best shows. You get access to our exclusive Discord so you can hang out, chat with us, talk about the shows. And, of course, you get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week. Like Ghazi, the great man who I probably drunkenly yelled at at a ring of honor show once so if you want to go join gazi and all the other fight boys you can at patreon.com slash a load of bs and now it's time for that show we love that's right it's the duh 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 dust watch all right i i for have a second, one i thought you're like actually... now it's time for the show everyone loves jwf we're starting it a segment early <laughs> You joke, right. he's going to pull that on us one time, and we're not going to be prepared. And I'm just like, it's two whole segments of JWF. One of them's just improv. It's like that scene from, it's like that scene from uh, Spinal Tap. Freeform jazz. <laughs> All right. I'm going to be my own unique character now. Hey, I'm Jeff Musgrove. Mm -hmm. Jeff Musgrove. I'm Rich so Flair. Nice to meet you. So, uh... Actually, there's, there's, there. I have two possibilities for tweets at Chuck Taylor. Also, I want to point out that if we get to the end of the year and like nothing happens, which at this current pace, I'm not saying I'm still optimistic, uh, we should just neg Chuck Taylor for like a full year because at that point we should at least make it fun for ourselves. Where we're just like, yo, at sexy Chucky e. T, fuck you. We don't want your follows. No, that's not negging. It's like, hey, add sexy Chucky e. T. Looking pretty good for somebody who's clearly never lifted weights. 
Like shit like that. Okay. I think that's I think that's the progression of like a stalker though. Nah, nah. Yes, but <laughs> what are we going to do? That sexy Chucky e. T real happy they let you in New Japan despite your talent. Yeah, we'll we'll start doing shit like that. But no, nah, uh this week so Bullet uh, for Death Before Dishonor it's Bullet Club versus Chaos. Um and like all they had a promo. They made a, a, a camp promo where Marty calls out Okada, Cody calls out Ishii, um Matt calls out Rocky Romero and Nick calls out uh Trent. And then it gets to then it gets the hangman hangs around like who's left Chuck? Like yeah, yeah, yeah Chuck. He's like Chuck's a nice guy. <laughs> they're like, actually, yeah, no, you're right. Chuck is a great guy. And like the the rest of, so the they cut the rest of the promo. The promo ends. You just hear Mac and it's like, Chuck really is a great guy, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> like, so I, I found that, I found that amusing. But no, what I want to do is uh, at, was it Fighting Spirit, the uh, New Japan show this weekend, it's Nick Saban, uh, Flip Gordon, and one other baby face, who cares? Uh, versus. By, by the way, though, I just I cannot believe that uh, Nick Saban he's taking yeah. all that time off. He from, is. He is. You didn't uh, know that. Alabama, he's gonna wear the Alabama jersey and fight at the same time. time. You didn't know that. Roll tied the fuck out of him. <laughs> I want you to know his finisher. His finisher is recruiting is recruiting African American people out of the crowd. And then not actually letting him play on the team. Uh, uh, his finisher's the alligator roll tie. <laughs> All right, it's a great hybrid finisher. Chucky e. T. Good luck against Nick Saban <laughs> this weekend. Ah, uh, damn it! That's actually better than my original was. Good luck at uh, Fighting Spirit. I hope you break Flip Gordon's neck. But <laughs> <laughs> your choice. Oh, it's definitely good luck against Nick Saban this weekend. <laughs> Hashtag roll tide roll. Hashtag uh, dust watch. By the way, I need you to I need you to tag Nick Saban's Twitter on that. <laughs> I need you. If there was ever if there was ever one that might actually get us there, I'm so glad I stumble fucked my way into this. This might actually be the one. <laughs> Um, fun fact, I don't think Nick Saban, hold on, I'm just gonna, you guys just talk amongst yourselves while I try to figure out if Nick Saban actually has a Twitter account. Oh, God. Oh, he's, well, it might just be the Alabama Twitter account. Um, yeah, because I don't think Nick Saban's the kind of dude who's just like, hey guys, what's up? Woke up early this day, getting it in. Um... Welcome to Three Jackasses. Wonder if Nick Saban has a Twitter. There, this is not. This is not real. But <laughs> I found there at, is a. I found at Drunk Saban. It's a Drunk okay, you found Nick too. Saban account. Yeah, no, just tag that. It's fine. <laughs> Next best thing. Next best <laughs> thing. Good. Oh, who's the guy you fucked up and said? instead of Nick Saban? Or did you just throw in a random third person who doesn't exist into this match? No, Chris Saban is wrestling, and I got it mixed up because I, I watched football this weekend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite 
City Machine Guns, Nick Saban. <laughs> Throw that in there. Good luck against the Bama City Machine Guns headed by at Nick Saban. <laughs> that might be a little bit too much. I feel like we couldn't really get away with that one. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So there's a <laughs> pay-per-view this weekend in a because WWE is like, they're not going to have enough to talk about this week. Let's just go to Australia. Oh, Jesus. So, I think it's time to go into the predictions and see if Blake can roll a perfect game again. No. <laughs> Blake's like, I know I can't. Oh, wait. Shit, no, it's a week away. Guys, we gotta come up with some shit to talk about now. I, I told you we could just do the the fighting spirit card. Oh yeah, we, let's let's just. All right, match one. Because that's Nick's, it's Nick's way Saban more fun versus... when 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 you two guess about New Japan pay per views the way I have to guess about WWE pay per views. Like I feel yeah. like that's fair. Like granted, I only do it for the ones that are in America. So okay, um, oh fuck, match number one: oh, it... Nick Saban versus Chuck Taylor. Uh... <laughs> no. <laughs> Match number one is ACH, uh, Funky Weapon, Ryusuke Taguchi, and Jushin Thunder Liger versus Rapongi 3K and Rocky Romero. I mean, it's got Liger. I'm going to say the li Team Liger. Yeah, I also am going with Jushin Thunder Liger. I that's, like we're not um, saying his teammates. It's only Jushin Thunder Liger who's winning yeah. this. I don't, give a, I don't give a shit that ACH is there. Yeah. I pick people that I know. Yeah. So... Yes, Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah, no, it's part of a bigger thing where uh, Rocky's basically been losing matches to Liger for like the better part of the last tour. And Including I think something we saw. It. We saw a match where he lost to Jushin Thunder Liger. Exactly, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it delves more into that whole chaos split thing where Gato and Jay White are like, "Yeah, no, we're 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 doing this." Yeah. Match number two. Uh, see you. Uh, versus SCU. Chase Owens and and Hangman Page, who have created a name for themselves of uh, good old Virginia boys. <laughs> that is that is canon. <laughs> um, they have merch. Oh, good. I still want merch for uh, Hangman and Marty's team, which was the Handsome Devils, wasn't it? Yeah, they have that. That actually, they made that merch. Oh, that was really? a shirt. Well, now I have to buy some shit. Um. It's okay. You what you really want is uh, Yujiro and Hangman's team, which was big balls. <laughs> That's great. Um, uh, it's a tough one because I'm like, I don't see SCU going over at a New Japan show, but also I don't see Chase Owens going over Winning. at a New Japan <laughs> show. Right? It's the hardest thing to deal with. Is the fact. Okay, I'm gonna go with SCU. Alright, I'm going with Bullet Club. Blake? Blake? Guys, I don't fucking know shit about this card. <laughs> it's okay, oh, it's okay. Later in the year, we're going to pick a DDT card where none of us know what's happening. <laughs> right. Hold on, let me just... The let me just see what... Let me just, let, let me just look at a random picture of a Japanese person and see if he works for that promotion. <laughs> okay, heads Bullet Club. <laughs> Blake All has right. now pulled out his lucky coin to see. All right, match match number three. Uh, flip flippy flip Gordon. Uh, Nick Saban and Jeff Cobb. 
versus the best friends in Hiroki Goto. Uh, I, I'm going. I'm going with. Uh, got to support our, our our Chucky boy there, Mr. Sexy Chucky T. Yeah, but I gotta rep my home state, so Nick Saban's going over, baby. Roll Tide, motherfucker. Yep. I want you it's to know. It's gonna be an upset. <laughs> I want you to know. I hope you tweet at me. Like, I hope you're looking at results just for that match, <laughs> and like our group chat is just all of a sudden just Roll Tide, just like <laughs> caps locked. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck! Um, all right, so we all you, two uh, two Nick Sabins and one Chucky e. T. If I'm looking at the same list, uh, next is Sonata, Evil, and Naito versus Davy Boy Smith Jr., Lance Archer, and Zack Saber Jr. Also known as two guys who I would think would lose and Zack Saber Jr. Mm-hmm. Oh, two men fighting over who eats the pin and Zack Saber Jr. You know what I'm gonna give it to? Uh, I'm gonna give it to Zach. I think he like taps out Sonata or something. Um, he he is the to... hunk killer. He is the hunk killer. Zack Saber Jr. I'm giving it to Naito. Yeah, that's actually probably the better move. Yeah, I'll change it to Naito. There's no way they're having him lose in the U.S. Yeah. I'm gonna go with you guys. <laughs> All right. Blake is the best at this one right now. He's just like on his phone playing Hearthstone or some shit. Then he just pops up, just like what? Yeah, dude, Zack Saber Jr. <laughs> yeah, awesome. absolutely. Yeah, um, Kushida and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus the new the new Chaos Order of Gato and uh, Knife Pervert Jay White. <laughs> um, Gato and Jay White because I think they need momentum. Um, I'm gonna go with Tanahashi and Kushida because Gato has never won a match that I've watched. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm going to go with Gato and White because that's what the coin told me. There also, you go. did you see where fucking Kenny went off on Tanahashi? I don't think I've ever heard Kenny say fuck as many times as he did in that promo where he's just like, you know what, Tanahashi, Tanahashi should go to fucking WWE. He could be the next Roman Reigns in WWE. I, I love it. I yeah. just... I love I love I love worked shoots so much and New Japan's so good at them because there's always like just a grain of truth. It's always like that like the like it, it it's always like, hey, everybody just step up to the podium and just say the meanest shit you've been thinking of for the last two years to that person's face, and then you're gonna sit down and they're calmly going to rip you a new asshole, and then you're gonna put on a wrestling match, hug it out, and that's how the roster stays strong. <laughs> And every time he hears that, Tomatonga says, "Well, fuck, I'm gonna have to apologize to a lot of people after this." The oh, do you know what the my B- opponent, Blake, yeah. the Queen of England, every everyone's gonna get offended by this shit. Blake, you don't... get offended. You get offended. You get offended. Everybody, look under your chairs. You're all getting offended tonight. Essentially, oh, no. it's a picture of Tama, and it says, "The fuck is you?" And that's it. Uh, semifinal match for the vacant uh junior title because freaking Phoenix suplexes shouldn't happen and now now Hiromu's still got a neck injury. Uh, it's Flippy Boy Will Osprey versus uh, uh Marty Skrull. Oh shit, that's Mr. Whoop be, Whoop. That's gonna be a good match where I will be afraid they're both gonna die. Their bones will just disintegrate. Yeah. Um, um 
I'm going to say Skrull because I don't want to see Osprey versus Kushida for the 18th time. Well, now that I'm going to say Skrull because I like his name best. I love Marty Skrull more than anything else in the world. Will Osprey. He did talk to you after peeing in a bathroom. He did. He talked to me after that. And then he also don't talked to Don't you owe him? Don't I owe him? Don't you owe him that? Yeah. Just, I don't care. Will Ospreay. Fair enough. Oh, uh, the it's gonna be a good the match. Young Bucks versus God. Oh, Not actual God, G.O.D. fucking match. I mean, maybe. It might be. The thing is, this is the hardest one to predict because storyline-wise, like, G.O.D. kind of need to win because they need to have some kind of title besides the fucking six-man titles they're holding. But and the Young Bucks haven't defended those titles since they won them months ago. I thought they had like a one-off match at one point. Yeah, where they defended them at the last show at like the at the was it not the Cow Palace, but they defended them like against Evil and Sonata again. Like they won the belts, defended them against the people that they won them against, and then nothing has happened since because the G one happened and they didn't even show oh, up until right. like the last shows. So I'm going to keep it on the Bucks, but it, not through an actual victory, through through God pulling some bullshit, and then the newest member of the firing squad coming out with them. Yeah, that's probably how it's going to go. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with the Bucks. Mm -hmm. Young Bucks go home. What you doing, Blake? Um, hey guys, guess what? Bill Cosby's uh, first prison meal included. <laughs> Blake. <laughs> welcome so, to young bucks welcome to pudding boys the show where we discuss every aspect of bill cosby's prison sentence <laughs> no, damn it. i'm the picking the young bucks okay juice robinson versus cody didn't cody have the title before juice didn't he drop it to no 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 it was uh knife pervert yeah okay shit that's actually a tough one then because like yeah would... do you think it would add to the whole American nightmare persona to have the American U.S. title. While he was also the NWA title. But I fucking love Juice Robinson so much, man. That's fine. I'm going to give it to Cody, so you go ahead and do whatever. No, I'm giving it to Cody, too, but I, I feel bad for Juice. Even Actually, no, I think Juice, even after he loses the title, would still like be bebopping out of the ring like, yeah, but we had us a good time, didn't we, brother? Awesome. He high-fives Cody. He's like, yeah. Well, the thing is, the thing is, is that like the storyline for it was probably going to be that, because Juice lost so much during it. Like, he cut a killer promo where he was like, fuck, I'm going to be defending this belt until like after Wrestle Kingdom. I've lost so many matches. Oh yeah, and uh, so like it could be a redemption thing of like yeah I beat Cody but at the same time like on the tier list of professional wrestling Cody's like two ranks above Juice Robinson yeah so yeah I'm gonna give it to Cody Blake would it sway your vote at all to know that to know that Juice Robinson wears a pirate hat to the ring yes well, I'm having to go against my convention of picking the person whose name I like the most and having to say Cody. Yeah. All right. That leaves it. D, D, or who did you say? Did you say Juice or? No, he said Cody. We all said Cody. Oh, okay. No, I was trying to see what you said. I didn't hear it. Um, And then finally, Golden Lovers versus Ishii and Okada. 
Yeah, um, I don't think they'll end the show in America with the people that speak English not winning. Yeah. Uh, just a just a bit of a bit of a prediction that I have. But Do you don't think Okada think would win and then grab the mic and be like, two oh five? What? No, actually, Okada Okada speaks pretty good English. He closed the show in Australia a couple of times, and I saw oh, those a right, couple of those did. promos. But uh, right. nah, for for this, you're gonna have the IWGP champion like win the match and then close the show. And then there's be the Big Bang, and then Jay White will show up and attack him, and there'll be that whole thing. Okay. Yeah, I'm down with that. Blake, Give me some golden boys. Like you doing the golden boys as well? Give me some golden showers. What? They were your <laughs> boys! They were your boys, man! By the Wrestle way, I want boys. you to know, Blake, I'm pretty sure, because you knew nothing about it, I'm pretty sure you actually did likely pick a perfect pay-per-view for this, which is going to be <laughs> hilarious. Whoops, accidents happen sometimes. Whoops, yeah. Whoops. All predictions. All predictions. <laughs> All I should correct. probably change I should probably change my pick for earlier, but I'm not going to because I have no faith in Gato. Yeah. But actually no, I'm gonna change my pick earlier to Gato and Jay White. So oh. <laughs> I'm the only person here who has never done that before, so I get one. Yeah. Also I like uh Squared Circle has a nice theory on Bobby Lashley, which uh I think during our first ever meeting at Ring of Honor or at uh, TNA, we posited the theory that Bobby Lashley's headband was where he got all of his power. But apparently, these people have the exact opposite feeling, which is Bobby always wears a headband to the ring. In his match with Roman, the headband was knocked off his head partway through. Then he pe- pinned Roman clean. Bobby's headband is not there to protect him; it's there to protect us. Soon Leo Rush will unleash headbandless Bobby Lashley on the world, and then there will be nothing anyone can do to stop him. I just want to go back to when uh, Lashley peened Roman clean, as you said, Scott. (laughs) When he peened Roman clean. I'm sorry, I've been watching a lot of Gravity Falls, and that was my little Gideon coming out. He's just like, hey, y'all, I love me some some Bobby Lashley. Yep. So what you're positing is that Bobby Lashley's headband is like Goku's training weights. Yes! And then he takes it off of his head and then pops it down. And then, of course, John Cena one day returns and he and Bobby, he's wearing ten headbands. And Bobby's like, what? That's impossible! Cena starts taking them off and they start to just crash into the floor. Yeah. And then, then he, and then charges up the most violent move in all of pro wrestling, the lightning punch. <laughs> That's actually why AJ Styles um, started winning so much after he beat John Cena that first time. Yeah. Because he started wearing Cena's headband. Oh shit, that's right! I forgot about that. I mean, his first promo wearing it, his head kept slumping over every few minutes, so that's what it was. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. gosh. It's the anniversary of one of my favorite moments on Raw ever, and it's when Braun Strowman and the entire fucking cruiserweight division beat the shit out of Enzo Amore in the middle of the ring. It's that good oh, times. Man. Those good times. Remember when Raw was good? <laughs> when you just saw Enzo Amore get destroyed. I w- yep. I will say. Listen, dude- I see Enzo Amore get destroyed anytime he posts something on Twitter. 
Oh my god. Um. Oh, it's getting weird. Firstly, I just saw a picture of Dean Ambrose and Eli Drake as roommates, and they're playing rock band, and it's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Dean La Drake. Dummy. Yeah. Wacky. That would be yeah. their tag team name. Um. But what I was gonna say is, it's getting weird to be a wrestling fan with all these people who were starting watching sooner rather than later because i'm watching these people who are going back on clips from like 2010 2011 raw where like it's the nexus storyline and they're like man do you guys remember stuff like this back when raw used to be amazing this is what this is the garbage that we have to compare to the shows now compared to the nexus come on man and all i'm sitting here like it 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 quantifies anybody who ever had, like, the argument of the Attitude Era was better or the old eras were better. It's like, no, no, we're always going to think the grass is always greener because all of these fuckers think Nexus, not the good, like, first part of Nexus. This was, like, shitty end of Nexus. But they're like, in fact, the clip was, I swear to God, Randy Orton RKOing somebody then Darren Young gets in the ring. He RKO's him. Then all of a sudden, Edge and Sheamus are there. RKO's Edge. Then he RKO's Sheamus. And they're like, this is the pinnacle of fucking professional wrestling entertainment. I'm like, okay, dude. Thanks for that. Yep, That was the first night that Randy Orton stuck a uh, screwdriver in something, wasn't it? Yes. God, I'm happy I missed that match because, like, we were in, still on vacation, and we were on our way back to our hotel. And I was like, okay, I'll check in on the show. And I literally turned on my phone and see Jeff Hardy, like, fucking X-Division, like, climbing across the top of the cage. And I'm sitting there like, okay, there's no viable reason why a human being would logically do this. And then he just falls. <laughs> the end. Yeah. Um, I will. That's say, the name of his. That's gonna be the name of his. Uh, his autobiography, Jeff. Jeff Hardy, just falling. The end. And then he just fell. Also, I do love the fact that they knew no one would be that interested in Strowman and Roman. So therefore, halfway through the match, they were like, "Why don't we have a completely separate match happening on the outside between the rest of the Shield and Ziggler and McIntyre?" Okay, cool. What else? Have them fight on top of the cage. Oh, and, like, one of them gets tossed off the top? No, they just kind of lay up there. And then two of them climb halfway down the cage to fall through tables. The worst spot of our generation. Oh, you talking about... Because, like, the first time that spot ever happened was during the Ambrose-Rollins-Hell in a Cell match. Yep. Where... And, that honestly, one, that, they could that not time have picked it, a worse camera angle to use. Yeah. yeah, but that time it made sense because they'd been beating the shit out of each other. And then, like... One hit the other off and then fell off from exhaustion. That made sense. Right. As opposed to in this one where they were just like, remember that real cool spot we did that one time? Let's just Let's take out everything again. that made it cool. <laughs> I mean, it's a good spot for what it is, but like, I don't know. It always feels like a Kmart version of the Mick Foley bump or the Shane McMahon bump where they're just like, we didn't want to kill anybody. So we sent him halfway down because we know the crowd will cheer anyways. So fuck it, actually. I mean, you would be the expert. You're 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 the discount version of Russell Brand. 
Uh, my my the term is Russell off brand. Thank you very much. Who, by the mm -hmm. way, Blake, the next developmentally unstable, we definitely need to make Russell off brand. It just looks like you. I don't <laughs> under now. It's just narcissism. Uh. It's like, wow, there's two Scotties in JWF now. Will there be nothing? Um, I was going to say, Blake can't say a damned word right now. The amount of times I've dealt, went into WWE 2K18, clicked the Blake Tanner character, and then it copy, paste, mm, put new hair on that bad boy. It's insane. <laughs> oh, man. Not to say that all of those characters are inherently somehow, like, portrayed by Blake or anything. I just think they look similar. That's it. That, that's, it's just using me as a good... I'm, I'm kind of a generic boy. I also like with your new haircut, that means we have to, like, have you have a Dean Ambrose-esque return on JWF where you come back with a shaved head and, like, half a beard? And you're just like, ugh, let's do battle. And everyone thinks that I'm gonna turn heel? Yeah. yeah. the whole time. But you never will. The only solace I'm getting is that maybe this means we get a Roman heel turn. We won't. I know we won't. There's no way we will. But... Do you know what I want? I want Seth to turn on the two of them again. <laughs> <laughs> exact same spot. Except there was somebody else and he just hits the back of him. I said, I, I want him to do his fucking laugh this time. Do the, ah, ah, like, on top of it. I just, I need... No, no, no. Only if we get a comical zoom in on Dean Ambrose's face as you get to see the visible not this shit again. <laughs> the sound effect of like wow, 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 wow. No, no, no. No, no, no. You just play the uh the curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. Um no, no, no. What it is? Braun has the microphone. There's always a plan B. And they both kind of look at Seth like are you fucking serious? And then, like, some random fourth wrestler attacks them from behind. They're like, no, not Seth. What are you talking? It's like Finn Balor. No, nah, I want I want him to do it, but then they, like, they all turn, and then they turn back, and freaking Drew just, like, Claymore's one of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. By the way, that's such a sweet fucking move. Largely because I have no idea how he developed the flexibility slash core strength to just, like, ju jumping basement dropkick somebody at six foot. Like, there's yeah. nothing, nothing about it makes logical sense. Mm -hmm. uh, when, it when that turn does happen, though... And when Seth turns on the rest of the shield again in the exact same time, after the first hit, can they just start playing? Mm, what you say? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. What and then every time, to, yeah, but it restarts every time he hits them with a the chair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's just, mm, what you say? Mm, what you say? So it ends like that one video. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, with it's gonna be Andy uh, Samberg. This is the ultimate way to make Roman ro look strong. There's always a plan B. S Seth comes in with a chair, gets Superman punched, and then speared. And then Braun goes, but there's also a plan C. And then Dean picks up the chair, and before he even stands up, another fucking Superman punch and a spear. Plan and then, D, perhaps? And then Roman Reigns stands... And then and then Roman Reigns stands tall, stands tall, ooh-ahing, like, as we go off the air. As the audience is boo-ahing. No, 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 it's like the fucking 1,004 holds of Jericho. They go off as he's like, plan D, and then Connor comes in and the prize <laughs> doesn't do Listen, nothing. Listen, 
Connor got a win this week for the first time since 2013. You leave him alone. This is the beginning. This is the beginning of his ascension, if you will, to the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Beginning of his ascension to just mediocrity instead of shit tier. I was saying boo-ah. I was saying boo-ah. Oh, but you know what I always say? Boo-ah. Yes, and also, uh, make sure to go there's, to merch. There's... There's there's always money at merch.aloadofpurebs.com? Yes, there is. There's always merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. We got merch for a load of BS, fun fiction, and, of course, the fight boys. Get shirts letting people know if you're a fight boy or a fight girl for life, or get shirts for all your favorite JWF superstars, whether that be Blake Tanner, the Dylan, Scotty Moore, all your favorite JWF wrestlers. They got merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. But speaking of the JWF, guys i think it's now time to turn For me it to over. go to sleep it's time to go to bed before we turn it over to everyone's favorite commentators silver spoon and captain tips welcome ladies and gentlemen to jwf monday night war i am your host silver spoon joined as always by the man who went to hell and back and lived to tell the tale it's captain tips you can read it all in my memoirs that's right, Tibbs, and we are on the heels of one of the most vicious, devastating, violent pay-per-views the JWF has ever seen. Heck in a sec, we saw a vicious match, an apocalyptic match between Scotty Moore and Honeypot. We saw the Hammerman get viciously assaulted by the returning Griffin Clouds after losing another captain's title shot to the Dillon. And then, of course, Tibbs, we had our main event where Blake Tanner successfully defended his title against A.J. Steele, against the beer man Sam Adams, and, of course, Canada Charlie, but that's not the real story coming out of that match, is it, Tibbs? No. <laughs> that's, yes, no. Unfortunately not, because the real story is, of course, what happened after that match. As the brunch boy, Baron Corbin, Mr. Cash in the bag, seized his opportunity to head out to that ring and challenge Blake Tanner for the JWF Championship. And Blake Tanner, let me tell you, Tibbs, put up a hell of a fight. Absolutely vicious the way we saw Blake Tanner like a rabid Wolverine, if you will. But unfortunately, brunch boy was just that little bit better and came out as JWF champion. How do you feel about it? Well, I feel, Sylves. I feel. That's right, Tibbs. And unfortunately, this is now the day of the brunch boy. And the champ is in the ring right now, and he's got a message for the entire JWF universe. Ladies and gentlemen, your champion has arrived. Shocked to see me? I mean, I would be too. I mean, after all... Tibbs has decided to treat me as a damned afterthought on this show for so long that I'll bet th most of you thought I was gone. I mean, to be honest with you, that's exactly how I wanted it. I wanted each and every one of you to forget I existed, forget about the cash-in-the-bag briefcase, and that included Blake Tanner. I wanted Blake to underestimate me, to doubt me, and I'd use that doubt to get exactly what I want, and that's the JWF title. You see, the minute 
I became Mr. Cash in the Bag. I lurked deep into the shadows and I decided to wait for the right moment to make my mark in it. Heck in a sec, it was my golden opportunity. Blake Tanner just fought through three other men in that hellacious structure and he came out on the other side as champion. But you see, there was something different about him, uh, wasn't there? He didn't seem like a grand champion. No, no, he wasn't the longest reigning champ in the business, Blake Tanner. No, 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 he was a scared puppy dog realizing that his time was nearly up. In that match, Blake Tanner started to move slower, fight weaker. Every move seemed to be highlighted with him grabbing at his injured neck, terrified that his next fall would be the one to not just end that title reign of his, but end his entire damn career. And I take, took advantage of that fear of his. I took advantage of that fear when I slammed him down onto that neck with a vicious brunch of days, and then I became your new JWF World Heavyweight Champion. So boo me all you want, but you know the truth. Heck in a sec wasn't a vicious attack of opportunity. It was mercy. It was me taking Blake Tanner out before his damn hubris ended his entire career. We all know he was willing to do anything to defend that title, and it would have killed him if I didn't do what I did. And heck in a sec, I took that old dog out behind the shed, and I shot him. And because of that, I now stand here as your JWF World Heavyweight Champion. And in my first night as champion, I'd like to... Well... Well, Tibbs, that sounds like the music of a man who does not like what he is hearing. From Brunch Boy Baron, that is the music of Blake Tanner, and he does not look happy, Tibbs. Baron, Baron, Baron. Two things. First, shut up. Second, yeah, you're right on a couple of things. I walked out of heck in a sec a different man than when I walked in, but... Your interpretation, it's a little off. So let me come in here, let me set the record straight with you. How about that? I'll set it straight with you, set it straight with everyone else in the arena, and then we can get down to brass tacks. That match did not turn me into, as you said, a scared little dog, a little puppy dog. No, no, no. I became something more akin to a rabid pit bull, to some sort of mongrel that was full of nothing but wanting to do the most horrible things I could think of to my opponents to keep my title. I was enraged when I heard your music. When you came out, I knew what you were doing. The fire in me was burning red hot. And I wanted to destroy you. I really did. One month ago, Canada Charlie came out. He interrupted my championship celebration. Last night, you came out, interrupted the celebration that I wanted to have. So now I'm going to have to do to you exactly what I did to Canada Charlie. And that is punish you in the most unfathomable way that you can think. I will punish you for all of your actions. I will bring down a righteous judgment. I will put you through tables. I will stomp your head into the mat. I will stomp your head through the mat, right through the wooden seams. But at the end of the day, in our match, I took my eye off the prize. 
took my eye off what really mattered, and that's the JWF World Heavyweight Championship. I guess I should be thanking, thanking you, Baron. You kind of helped to refocus me. You've uh, kind of shown me the era of my ways to see what I really need to care about. You helped to crystallize that in my vision, right in front of my face, what I was taking for granted for so long. So, I thank you for that, but really don't, don't think that means you're going to get off easy, alright? It's going to be quite the opposite. You know, every bit of revenge I got on Canada Charlie in that last match, every horrible thing that I did to him in that cell, I'm going to do to you. Over and over and over, you will get what Charlie got tenfold! Because you took away the dearest thing to me, and that is my title. You took away the thing that put me on the map in the JWF, my greatest accomplishment. I fought through wars to get that title. I took down enemies ten times greater than you could ever hope to be. And I will refuse to let my almost one year championship reign get ended like that by this greasy rotten brunch oh oh my god tibbs from out of nowhere it looks like the rat sentient attacking blake tanner from behind i mean we know we've seen brunch boy baron and the rat sentient running together before but it looks like they're coming out once again this is a horrifying assault tibbs Oh, I just want to send them back to whatever sewer they came out of. That's right, Connor and Victor circling their prey as Connor looks like they're setting up for the... Oh my god, Tibbs, they're setting up for that vicious fall of rats, that finishing move we've seen end Superstar's careers before. I mean, after that match last night, this could kill Blake Tanner. Oh, not the neck. Don't go for his neck. Oh, but wait! Blake actually fighting back a huge European up uh, European uppercut to Connor, and now a vicious spinning back fist on Victor. It looks like the former champ is incensed, going after the rat Sension, who looks stunned. But oh my God! From out of nowhere, Brunch Boy Baron coming in, joining them on the assault with a huge clothesline, and now this horrifying trio of superstars now beating down the former champion. Oh, but now Baron Corbin's got Blake Tanner up, and oh. Big brunch of days down onto one of those steel chairs. That might have broken Blake Tanner's neck right there. The former champ looking destroyed, Tibbs. Oh, he's not looking good. We need to get some doctors out here. That's right, Tibbs. But of course, speaking of superstars looking destroyed, looking beaten, a superstar last night who we thought looked beaten was, of course, the man who considered himself the god of the JWF, Scotty Moore, after an absolutely vicious hellacious heck in a sec match against the demon honeypot after four choke slams scotty moore finally made it out on the other end with a huge super kick putting down honeypot but unfortunately i think the damage was done to scotty moore and tibbs we actually sent you backstage with scotty moore earlier today to assess the champ's condition <clears throat> scotty moore self-proclaimed god of the jwf well, last night you defeated the Demon Honeypots in a brutal heck in a sec match. It was definitely one for the ages. You earned my respect beating that demon down back into the depths. But in the process, I've got the report, and I'm afraid to say that 
You sustained multiple back injuries, two broken ribs, and because of this, the doctors have deemed you medically unclear to compete in the JWF ring for the time being. I was wondering, how do you react to this news? Well, Tibbs, uh, you know, it's not easy being the savior of the JWF. It's not easy coming out to this ring and knowing that the future of the JWF, hell, the future of the entire universe, it, it depends on you. And that weight damn near broke me in half at heck in a sec. When Honeypot hit that choke slam onto those metal beams atop the heck in a sec structure, I started to feel this sharp pain in my chest. My breathing got shallow, but I, I pushed through. I pushed through and defeated that demon because that's what a savior does. You see, there's a one thing about me is I can't do anything halfway, and I, I come here and I hear the people and they chant Honeypot's name or they chant Blake Tanner's names or they chant a lot of people's names, and one thing's for sure, you're going to have all of that in the future. Um, and that's what I want for the JWF fans. In spite of uh, what people may think about me, I've always wanted for all these people, it's for them to have a good time and to enjoy themselves. I've always tried to be the one to provide it, whether it was on the good side or the bad side, but what was always important to me was the performance. Was the performance so that these people, each time they reached in their pocket, they paid to get a JWF ticket or a, a merch, they, they didn't regret it. Because they knew that if they saw my name on the card, they could yell, they could come, and they could cheer, and they could boo, and they could do whatever they wanted as long as they had a good time. Over the last couple of months, uh, there's been a lot of people uh, having bad attitudes and a lot revolving around this company. Uh, all I know today is that one thing that's not going to revolve around this company for a long time is going to be Scotty Moore. I don't know where I'm at right now. I have to... I have to have everything checked. I may have... I, I may be beyond reconstructive surgery. I may or may not be able to fix it, but if I can't come back and perform at the level I performed at before, I... I can't. I can't perform. I can't come out here and just go half-ass. I have to come out here and I have to romp and stomp and I have to get tossed around. I have to toss people around and I have to have fun. You see, the schedule over the last year I took on because I didn't feel like I could say no. I wanted to do everything. I didn't miss a pay-per-view. I didn't miss a taping of the show. I wanted to. I wanted to ride in Lear Jets and ride in limousines, and I wanted to be on TV shows, and I wanted to do autograph sessions, and I got to do every bit of that. If nothing else, I have all of that to take with me. Again, and I know right now we're in the middle of a time where toughness is real big here in the JWF, and unfortunately all I've got right now for you is... A lot of sorrow, a lot of tears, and a lot of emotion. I, I don't have any toughness for anybody, so I guess, here you go. This is me. Well, that was a really touching story. A really nice thing for you to say, Scotty. Well, so I have to ask, what's next for you? What I'm going to do is go back home and see what's left for me. Whether it'll be in this ring, whether it'll be out of this ring, I know that over the, over the last several months I've lost a lot of things and one of them's been my smile. And, and I know it doesn't mean a whole lot to everybody else, but it means a lot to me. So I have to go back and fix myself and take care of myself. And I have to go back and I have to find my smile because somewhere along the line I lost it 
and I don't care, really. I don't care if it's unpopular, and I don't care if a, people want to make fun of me because I'm an emotional guy, but this is all I've ever wanted to do. And uh, Over the last year, I got to do it, and whether you like me or not, I just want to tell you that last year was the most wonderful year of my life. And if I never get to do it again, it'll be okay, because I got to live one full year as being the number one guy in this business, and it was the single greatest year of my life. And I have you to thank, and I have everyone here to thank, and it means a lot to me, and uh, I'm going to go home now, okay? Nah, I'm just kidding. I'll be back in like three months. It's just two broken ribs. Thanks for the paid vacation, though. Well, Tibbs, I mean, I guess we now know the status of Scotty Moore should be back in three months after that vicious injury he sustained at the hands of Honeypot, but... I mean, he uh, really did not read the terms in his contract about paid time off. Yeah, and unfortunately, I mean, they do say there's a little bit of truth behind every joke. I do think Scotty Moore felt a lot of that about the JWF universe, So, but I guess we'll know when he comes back. We'll know based on the kind of man he is when he returns. But of course, we can't look to the past. We have to look to the future. And Tibbs, it is now time to get into the annual King of the Steel City Tournament. A, a vicious tournament of numerous wrestlers all vying to become the king of this beautiful Steel City, Birmingham, Alabama. And of course, what comes along with it? A championship title shot. And we've got some great competitors. Tibbs, who are you looking forward most to seeing? Possibly going to the finals. Well, Sills, why don't you give me a rundown of those competitors? Uh, Tibbs, I'll, I'll give you your answer. The Hammerman is in the tournament. Yep, there we go. <laughs> All right, Tibbs. Asked an answer. But of course, Good boy. before we get to see the Hammerman, we do need to see this match, this first round match as AJ Steele, a man who, of course, not last night was in that vicious fatal four-way in that heck in a sex structure versus the former winner of the King of the Steel City tournament, Guy Fietti and, and Tibbs, it looks like AJ Steele, I, I don't think he's showing any signs of, uh, of any bruising after that match. It looks like he's actually gloating about his size, his strength, and oh my God, actually challenging Guy Fietti to a test of strength. The big man obliging, and uh, oh my God, Tibbs, this is like watching two steer lock horns in the middle of the ring. <laughs> you know, I saw Guy Fietti, when he came in today, he drove his convertible straight up through into my office then he picked me up he didn't let me down for two hours all right oh but wait a minute looks like guy actually getting the getting the advantage on aj showing the strength of fietti oh but aj with a massive kick from the body of steel and guy falling down onto his knees and aj following it up with a barrage of kicks to the king of flavortown before bouncing off the ropes and oh, a big, beautiful senton down onto the body of Fietti going for that pin. One, two, oh, and Fietti just barely kicking out at two. And AJ Steele looking incensed. I think you wanted to end this one early, Tibbs. All right, now AJ grabbing Fietti, putting him in a headlock, trying to wrap that big arm at AJ Steele around the neck, possibly trying to make Fietti. I mean, uh, Tibbs, what can you do in something when you have the weight of a massive man like AJ Steele coming down on you, grabbing you by the neck? What can Fietti try to do? This is a difficult situation, Sills, because it uh, doesn't matter how powerful you are. 
This is truly a game of might against might. But if you're in a headlock like that, a guy like AJ Steele, it's hard to use your own power against it because you're in such a bad situation. That's right. Oh, but wait, the crowd chanting Fietti's name. And you can look at Guy almost getting flavored up in the middle of the ring. He's getting excited, actually making his way back to his feet. And oh, a shot to the breadbasket. Forces AJ to release that hold, and now, oh, Fietti going after him. Fietti's going after him with a flurry of punches, Tibbs. He's going after the uh, body of steel, backing him into the corner, and now climbing onto the top turnbuckle, and count him down with him, Tibbs. One, two, three, four, all the way to ten. The ten punches of Flavortown raining those fists down onto AJ Steele, and it looks like uh, Fietti not, down, not done as AJ falls down into the corner. Guy backing up, and a huge cannonball into the body of Steel, going for a quick pin. One, two, ooh, and AJ barely kicking out at two. To Tibbs, I think Fietti's ready. Mm-hmm. You know, if you listen real close, you can hear Fietti. He screams out a different Spice name every time he punches someone. That's right. Now, Guy looking like he's calling for that food fight, that vicious move we've seen down take down many competitors before. Oh, but wait a minute. AJ wisely ducking out of the ring, trying his best to avoid Guy, but unfortunately the king of Flavortown giving chase, going after AJ, but wait! AJ turning it around with a huge clothesline that Guy running straight into, and it looks like AJ has unfortunately turned the tables back in his favor, throwing him into the ring, trying to end it. Tibbs, I, I think we may have the body of steel moving on. What do you think? I don't like it, but after everything that he's been through, AJ Steele... He's definitely may have earned a place. That's right. Oh, and he's actually got, he's got him set up. It looks like he's trying to go for that patent pile driver. But wait a minute. Guy Fietti actually scooping him up onto his shoulders after making his way back down onto his feet. He's got him on his shoulders. And there it is. The food flight. And he goes for the pin. One, two, three. And Tibbs, it looks like. Guy Fieri is looking to make himself a two-time king of the Steel City because the king of Flavortown is moving on. You know what this means, Sills? We get a month of real good catering. <laughs> That's right, Tibbs. And who knows? Who knows who's going to be joining him in that? As we know, the Hammerman still has a match to get in there. And we have numerous other superstars all fighting. And, of course, who knows what's going to happen between Brunch Boy, Baron Corbin, and Blake Tanner. But the only way to find out is to tune in next time to JWF Monday Night War. All right, so, Blakey T, it's been an episode. What did you learn this week? Um. Oh, shit. Hold on, I had one. I was thinking... Oh, also, no. wait, hold on. Ghost of Dylan, what did you learn this week? I learned that Nick Saban's a pro wrestler on top of being a football coach. Awesome! <laughs> it's um, now become Dora the Explorer for us at this point with Dylan. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, I learned that the only way to get someone to beg for mercy in 2018 is to get them to sing I'm a little teapot and use the wrong words. And I've learned my new favorite Nick show is Dylan. Dylan, 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 Dylan. He'll kick you in the dick. Dylan. Oh, so Blake, where can they find you on the internet? Dylan can of course be found at Sexy Chucky T. 
at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter, at the Darkroom Vidya on the YouTube. Video game videos is what we do there. And um, if you are in the Birmingham area, or all of the 12 people that listen, um, if one of you is, you come see me in uh, a performance of The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. It's a play, and it was on Broadway, and now it's in Birmingham. With Blake in it. Blake was on Broadway. I was on Broadway. Didn't get that Tony nom. No, unfortunately not. Blake is not Tony. And you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O, and buy all my books on Amazon, the Quiesel Corp Trilogy, BS vs. the Gods, or go to audibletrial.com slash bsnetwork and get a free 30-day trial of Audible, and you can get any of my audiobooks on there. So check that out. Check out all the other shows at a load of purebs.com, and remember to support us on Patreon or buy some merch at our official merch store. And then, of course, make sure to rate, comment, subscribe, leave us some feedback. We love to hear what you guys have to say. And as always, you can find us at a load of purebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show, Chuck Taylor, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life! <laughs>